Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. And, and a bit of a different thing tonight. Yeah, we have. Uh, hopefully, we, we get through it because at this point, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, kinda, so like, I'm yeah. Scared. So far, there's been major technology fails here going on. Well, not really. It's just been like just update, restart the computer, update, And I try to play by the rules. You know, I'm way more dangerous than I give myself credit for. Mm. And when you play by the rules, then you end up sitting around waiting. Mm. Um, we have yeah, thank you. Two people you in the studio with us. We have Chad Dye mm-hmm. and Miss Heather Hansen. And they are a dynamic Michigan paranormal duo. Yep. <laughs> I don't Aww. know what to call you guys. First you off, guys, you yeah. guys are fellow Michigan paranormal investigators. I like and the dynamic duo. Dynamic thing. duo. <laughs> Power couple. Power couple. I like that. Okay. Power now, paranormal couple. Before we get started, I want to. F- the cat's already freaking out. Yep, they're already, they're they're already, already yelling. Their thing. Yeah, yep. So we'll have the cat yelling the entire show, probably, yep. too. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming out here tonight. Um, yeah, because the weather right, is right Michigan now. The weather is crappy and right it, yeah, now. It's a little and sketch. A little sketch. Yeah, you guys are still nice enough to come out. Um, so thanks for taking the time to come out here and, and weather it and on these nasty roads we have here. Oh, so. we're excited to be it's here. It's nothing. Those roads are nothing. Oh, my God. That's you, what Chad uh, said uh, earlier today. Uh, I'm like, hey, dude. Uh, I mean, uh, literally, I mean, I sent you a text earlier today and I said, hey, man, <laughs> listen. Um, Heard the weather's supposed to get kind of crummy tonight. You know, we can we can reschedule this thing. You know, it's a Friday night. I mean, this is what we're doing on a Friday night here. And he's, you know, I'm like, we can reschedule if you want. And no, we're gonna this child's play. We can do this. No, I, I see <laughs> one flurry, and I'm like, ah! oh my god, get in the house. Well, that's the difference between you and the rest of the world, Amber. Well, okay. Is um. Yeah, most of us we can drive in snow. Mm. And, yeah, I, I call what I do the safety train. You get by my behind me, you're in the safety train. You're gonna live. Yeah, you're but gonna thank, get to where you need to be. Thanks for coming out here, guys. Though I really, really do appreciate it. Thank oh, you. Oh, we've been looking forward to it. Die paranormal. You know, and it's been a long time. I want to say this too before we, we 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 get rolling again. It's been a really long time since we we you know back in the days the old cat's rubbing on my legs now. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the old days, and that was part of our thing is, you know, when we started up, uh, we would interview, that was, we interviewed ghost hunting groups all the time. That's just, we would just talk to every group we could talk to. And we kind of moved away from that. So this is the first time we've talked to people from a group, like, you know, an actual group in a very long time. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, oh, it's been a long time since we've done that. So, no, thanks for again for talking to us. <clears throat> Die paranormal, though, like I said. And here comes the cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's got to be just wild. He's got to be in the middle of the show. Uh-huh. When did you guys start? Why? Give me the whole skinny. Um, I used to belong to a team, uh, and I was with that team for like 10 or 11 years. Yeah. Um, I was one of the lead investigators and so many stories about this team. And you managed their social media. I managed all the social media, the website, all of that. And during COVID, we decided, wow, we really like not hanging out with people. <laughs> and yeah. you know there were 16 members to the team any decision we wanted to make we had to pass by 16 people it's like a council basically yeah. right yeah. Yeah. yeah and we just decided that you know what maybe we could just do things on our own so we did it was 2021 yeah but it was it was crazy so he was a part of the team mm-hmm. when i met him in 2014 mm-hmm. And I always say, like, I had a couple paranormal experiences as a young adult, but I didn't talk about ghosts. I didn't even realize that paranormal investigation was a thing, right? I didn't know it was a whole community. So then I meet this guy, and he's talking about uh, ghost hunting at Shawshank. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Mansfield. Yeah, Mansfield. Because yeah. he loves Shawshank, no, well, so we call it Shawshank. You know what? I'm right with you on that, too. And <laughs> then, uh, so he had posted on his Facebook. Yeah. 
which I had researched and found. Oh, and she that's found a funny me. story. Um, and he posted on Facebook about having to watch all of this evidence from the camera system. Yeah. So I messaged him and said, is it better to have like a second set of eyes on the screen? Like, do you need like help? Do and you need, he, do you need me to come over? He literally <laughs> said, he called me right out. He said, are you inviting yourself over to my house? <laughs> I love it. So we planned a day and he said, okay, you're going to, yeah. this is my address. You're going to pull into the apartment complex. You're going to drive all the way to the woods and I'm the last apartment on the left. Mm-hmm. So the joke is that our first date was me driving all the way to the woods to the last apartment on the left to watch paint dry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was the description. Yeah. Well, if and you can get through that, you guys are set for yeah. <laughs> here in team. I that's swear your, to if God. If that's your first date, yeah. I swear to God, we watched 30 minutes of video, and then we went to playing music and talking, and 15 hours later. I finally went home. Wow. Well, that's a good, yeah. that's a they, look, Meant to be. Paranormal stuff aside, that's a great that's a great introduction, I think. Yeah. Thank you. That's a fantastic way. I so, think, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, so not long after that, um, they were investigating the Toledo Yacht Club, and I hopped in yeah. just to visit, check it out. I went on the Dog yeah. Lady Island tours in Monroe. Yeah. Um, you hijacked that. You, <laughs> you snuck along on that one. Oh, on the Dog Lady Island? Yeah. Dog Lady? Yeah, that was fun. So... Um, then in 2015, he took me to the Stanley Hotel, and I joined the team and started helping with like logos and stuff like that. And uh, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> I always tell people um, on my side of the of the mic here, um, yeah, I, if it weren't for Ghostly Talk, we would have never met. Nope. That's how we met Scott. That's how we met. She listened to the show back in the day. Because there wasn't many options for paranormal radio. You had coast to coast. Yeah. Right. There was a couple, a couple of us out there at the time. Couple other people kind of like going like into the waters of there was Eugen, streaming. There was Eugene Tilly. There was a few people yeah, out there. Um, yeah. Streaming radio and Art stuff Bell, like that on the internet. And then, so we would listen to Ghostly Talk. And then yeah. I would, I listened to him all the time at work. And then I knew he liked heavy metal. And I was in, uh, I was at Grand Valley at the time, university, and I had an American music class, and I chose to write a research paper on the origins of American heavy metal. And so I'm like, I gotta ask Scott about this. So he was, you were working somewhere. I and- was working. I was, I was, I was, I was working uh, for an auto, a large. Well, I worked. Anyways, I was working midnights. Yeah, you, you were working late, and <laughs> I, was I remember. Working late. I swear you were talking to me in a bathroom, like you took. The I, was, yeah. I was, I was, because I I had to get. I was in. The, I was in the office, and yeah. you wanted to talk, um, and it was really, really cold outside. I remember it was just super cold. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to find a place, and it was the middle of the night. There was barely anybody there, so I could go in the bathroom. So yeah, I was talking to you, and that's why you heard. You were yeah, and you're just like, okay, stuff. you want to mention this band, the Big Four. You want to do this, yeah. blah 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 blah. Nerd, so nerd, I'm, nerd, I'm nerd, making all nerd, these notes nerd. for my paper because, of course, I probably the paper was probably doing in two days because that's me and so that's then we ended up inviting we had a ghost group too on the west side of the state in west michigan and we had a paranormal picnic and we invited some people out <laughs> yeah and we've, we, done best. we've done that we thought it'd be cute to give them an award for like we thought we'd do this this was gonna be a yearly thing and we give every year someone an award for like hey like basically a pat on the head for doing a good job within michigan literal pat on the head yeah yeah and this is something <laughs> nice cool job, you so I got this really cool changing portrait of like, and it's, it's upstairs. It's I'll have to show up, you guys. Yeah, it's hanging in the house. Of here. Mona Lisa that turns into a zombie, and we framed it and got like some something etched into it. So we presented it to him and Doug, uh, one of the original co-hosts, and yep. uh, then we that night we went to a hotel, all of us, and Scott and I were hanging out, and I think I had bought the Fate's Warning box set, and you were like, I bought the Fate's Warning box set. 
And then no, I was like, I, well, I tell when I tell people like our origin story, which I'm really I'm really loving this origin story stuff we're doing right now. This is fantastic. Um, that's what I tell people in passing. You know, we talk about relationship. I'm like, well, yeah, Fate's Warning was the band. Like, I my my wife was like, you know, she was in the Fate's Warning. I'm like, that's it. I, I, I'm I'm snagging this one. For but life. I think we, <laughs> I brought up Queensrÿche. I was like, Queensrÿche, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, yeah. And I think we mentioned like Operation Mindcrime was both the we thought was the best we freaked album. Out, yeah. Then yeah, then we freaked out. And oh my then, god! Oh my god! Oh my and then god. Oh because god. he was Detroit and I was West Michigan, we got a three-hour gap between us. Yeah, so it was... we would talk on Yahoo Chat. It shows you how many how many years <laughs> we've been together. Let's date too. this. Oh, it wasn't Skype. No, oh. <laughs> Yahoo Chat. On your dial-up internet connection. Oh, we had cable. I might have had cable by then. We had then. cable at that point, but but it would have been fresh cable, like maybe only a year or only, two. Well, yeah, for me at least, because we got it a little later than everybody else, but. Yeah, and then we started driving back and forth across the state, and yeah, the rest so is history. But yeah, you know, it's it, it's cool to hear that from you guys. Like we have a little bit more like to our origin story. Yeah. So because he's a security guard on the Detroit Riverwalk, he's the senior supervisor that's in charge right. of I'm security. I'm not just a security guard. On the Detroit <laughs> Riverwalk, my he just bad. Sits there with a stick, <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was working for an art show. I was an assistant okay. on an art show installing yeah. sculptures for a, a sculpture festival called Artscape yeah. on the Riverwalk. During River Days. Yeah. So he was okay. like my point person, right? Like, I need a golf cart. Can you unlock this gate? Oh, so I you guys knew each other for a while. Well, this was, we met in. This is how we met. June of 2014 was oh, wow. our first time meeting. I was at the tail end of a really toxic situation. Mm-hmm. So. After working this event for a week, his boss invited me and my kids to come down for the fireworks, you know, and it's like a private fireworks party. The the international fireworks on the Detroit River are a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And you can't just go south of Jefferson without an invitation. So I packed up my four kids and some pizza and went down to this four event. Four kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> so at the time, at the time, my kids were... Oh my god, it was eight years ago. So they were nine to sixteen. Okay. And I I've got them in tow like ducklings behind me and we start talking and he literally said to me, like the first sentence that made me know that he might be interested was, you know, I've been married twice, divorced twice, I'm never getting married again, right? And I'm like, dude, huh. he, you got to put that out there, <laughs> he, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My boyfriend just broke up with me three days ago. Like, I'm a hot mess, and I'm not even having this conversation. <laughs> so then we talked, and then in that conversation, he told me where he was from. Huh. So then, of course, I went home, and if you type Chad Die and Eaton Rapids into Facebook, like, oh. There he is. <laughs> I'll let you tell she the next found, part of the found, story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting in the office. It's, what, a week or so later. My son is actually my rover. Mm-hmm. He's sitting with me, helping me watch cameras and stuff. Yeah. And we didn't really, he and I, talk about her too much other than she was pretty cool. She's, you know, great people. Yeah, yeah. And I get this friend request on Facebook. And I turned and I said, oh, my God, she found me. I don't know how, but she found me. And he goes, <laughs> it's a dead who? giveaway there, though. He says, who? And I said, Heather. And he goes, who? And I said, that Zookins bitch. <laughs> she had brought us Zookins. Which he can never had. Father's Day or whatever. Yeah, I've never Father's had Day. it. What is that? 
So they're they're famous for their rib kebabs. So they're chunks of pork battered and fried on a skewer. Is with this a barbecue restaurant? Sauce. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. And yeah, I had, listen. This is a this is a this is a family. I mean, you, you need to stop talking so dirty. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep, I'm sorry. I'm turning you on over. Everyone's gonna get hungry. <laughs> Just keep oh, yeah. going. Though. Keep talking. <laughs> what else do they make? <laughs> <laughs> so I on Father's Day I had brought I actually the guy that I was dating at the time was pissed that I wasn't going to be home for dinner on Father's Day and I was like look I'm working if yeah. you want to come down you can bring Zukins I need six dinners so he brought it and that's how Chad got he introduced was a to big Zukins trucker hillbilly uncle Jesse looking <laughs> yeah. mfer mm. yeah he he was, and he was none too happy to pass off dinners to us yeah mm. so he he says to his son that Zukins bitch he knew Zeke exactly who I was talking about. <laughs> so that is that so that's is kind of like her nickname. My nickname, <laughs> ZB. So your you guys your guys' path is you know it's it's almost ten years now. Uh, it'll be nine I mean, years far, this year. Yeah, as far as you guys yep. know each other and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. We so we started we hung out in July the first time and then literally spent six months going. I don't want to like you. Like you're cool. Want to hang out? Okay, stay away from me. Like, that's kind of how we are now. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, yeah. you get to that point. So we, yeah. we spent a few months trying to figure out what we were. And then it was like November, I think, when we became official. I don't know. You have all the dates. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that that she day was tell November 2nd. She me every second. anniversary, <laughs> our first can, date, when we yeah. made it official, all of that. We, we, I know the two of us are pretty spoiled rotten. Um, you know, we, 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 it was 2005. And it's been, it's been you know... I think about, I tell people nowadays in the world we live in, no matter what age you are, I could never imagine trying to date. Absolutely not. Now. No. Now no. you guys are, you know, and I could never imagine, especially with the knowledge that I have now as a person and we're, you know, we're all, we're all around the same age, I think. Um, you mean date at your age now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I could, well, yeah, well, I never would, baby, ever. No, I didn't know. I didn't know you were talking about something like just the environment, the world right now. World, I didn't know. What no, you were... I could never imagine trying to trying to be in the dating pool now. No, it's, it's tough. It's complete. I, I hear horror story from young people, from older people, especially from older people, because you know you actually are. There's a cat staring at me from the stairway now. It's <laughs> creeping me out. Um, I imagine, you know, when you're older and you have more experience, you know, you're more seasoned. You have children. You know, you've been through marriages. Um, that's got to be tough, you know. And yeah, what you're saying there, I could really, I, I, while not going through that, I can identify with that because you know it's hard to pull the trigger on stuff when you've been through a handful oh, of things that we didn't were, work out. Right? Yeah, we were both very much like when he said, "I'm not getting married again." I was like, "Dude, I was married for 14 years. It didn't do me a damn bit of good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am okay." So, it um, is so hard to meet people, and I will tell you, my last two wives. And Heather, my third wife, third and final wife. <laughs> third wife to be. To be. <laughs> I met them all at work. Oh, sure, sure. Why right? not? Why not? Because you don't want to go to the bars. Right. Because all you're going to get is a bar fly. Yeah. Right? Or somebody looking to move up. And, mm -hmm. you, you know, I'm not bashing church, but, you know, you can go to church. You can go to social clubs. You can go to places like that. But you don't know what you're going to get. Yep. Most, a lot of people, their only means of social interaction is their job. Right. I'm not saying that's yeah. your. Right. I'm not saying that's your situation. No, that's absolutely my um, situation. Okay, <laughs> but I, and I said that because you know I understand. You know, 
in the world, and the cats are at it again. Uh, in the world, I mean, companies. Some companies frown upon right dating in the workplace. Some companies actually have. I mean, I know the company I work for, for example. They actually do have like a a protocol. A like we policy. we allow it, but here's what you have to do, though. And once you get once you you know announce that to the company. A lot of things will change for you. you know, there's well, things you can't do. Right? Fortunately, we didn't work for the same company. Oh yeah, but, so that but we were yeah. working on the same project, and we have since every summer. Yeah, we have worked on events because I work for a, a festival production company, mm-hmm. and they put on events in downtown Detroit and in Royal Oak, and he works for the security company that staffs them. Okay, so we, um, yeah. you know, we. We did work together, but that gives you the chance to see like what somebody's work ethic is like. And well, you that's know. that's my point. It's like you know, I know it's frowned upon still to this day. Mm-hmm. And well, a lot as of, long as you're not in charge of that person, and that's right. you know, that's you a know. conflict yeah. of interest, obviously. Right. Um, but I, it, I, like I said before, though, I think for some people, that's their only real means of social interaction. Some people don't want it. Like, yeah, at this age now, if again, if if, it, if I was in a different world than I am now. At this age, I don't mind going to a bar. No. Mm, no. Are you kidding me? Not to hit on girls or pick I mean, up I like, I mean, I like going to breweries here and there. It's not a bar. It's a brewery. <laughs> um, you know, but I'm going there because I want to try some cool beer, right? I'm not really going there to, like, mix it up and hang out with people and shake right. my butt. I mean, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Come on. We can't go butt shaking. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I couldn't imagine that. Um, church, that's totally out of the question. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I mean, where are you going to meet people at? Right. It's it's an interesting idea. And, you know, yeah, I understand it's frowned upon to a certain degree. But some people, that's their that's their place. That's who the people they know. Yeah. Those there's, are the people they get close with. There's right. probably been a lot of people and maybe even a lot of listeners to the show that have met through their partner Dude. through the paranormal because yeah. of either joining a ghost group or going to a ghost hunt and just like meeting someone while you're there and being like, you're kind of cute. You're kind of cute. OK, let's talk. Yeah. And I mean, and I like to I, think that, that, you know, that has is how a lot of and, stories have started. And that's a yeah. big thing. Like, I think I think there's a – okay, it's good in a relationship to have differences. If you're too much of the same, it could be, be kind of boring. But I think there are some things you have to have in common. I truly believe music is one of those. Me too. If your person – That's our glue. It still is yeah. our If glue. your person really is, like, into hip-hop and country, <laughs> I couldn't get – I would have a hard time <laughs> – if Scott was only into hip hop and country, I'd be or like both because I've heard that mixed together, and that, that would be a nauseating. terrible road trip. There is rap country now. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Really that's, that's, that's completely yeah, nauseating. That's a thing. I I, and I I only learned that like maybe last year, and I was like, what? Chad those likes are, to like oh, to it. play it just mm. to like like. And did you hear this? <laughs> and I like great. some hip hop. I like some country, like b- barely, but. Anyway, you got to have, like, I think similar musical interests. And when it comes to something on the verge of spirituality, I think you got to have, you got to be kind of on the same page. Yep. Because if Scott, again, was like a diehard born again Christian, I'd be like, well, Amber, we have to talk. Like, I, yeah, he's always going to be like, he's going to, yeah, you're going to be sending me, Scott got a spam thing he had us listen to earlier play, before the show. Don't ruin it. We'll play it later. Okay, it's okay. a funny voicemail. Anyway, he got this voicemail. Guy wants to talk about Jesus. I'm going to put it on the social medias probably so, later anyway. So, I love that. Yeah. So, like, if Scott was always saying, like, Amber, me and you got to talk about Jesus today. And I'd be like, <laughs> I can't do this. Like, I would have been like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. So that, but, that's all I got to do to get rid of you? 
Oh my God! <laughs> mean. But he said he get didn't saved, want brother. to get saved, brother. Get saved. It's all over. So, I've seen the light. <laughs> and I and I think that that's why so many paranormal people do kind of gel because we're all into this weird stuff. I think. Yeah, you know, I think. I, I think. We're spinning it back around to that. Yeah, I mean, especially John Tenney, who's kind yeah. of our glue. Yeah, so we all you know we yes, kind of know each yeah. other, but we, right. we, we we've been to some conferences and stuff too. But like last time we saw each other, and that's why I said before we started recording, you guys are totally in, endeared to my heart because you drove my drunk ass around Detroit. Yeah, yeah. we're referring to the last time we were we with Chad saw, and Heather. Yeah, we, yeah, we were at uh, John Tenney and Jessica Napick's event for their podcast. What's up, Weirdo? Stash internationally, Detroit, which the stash stuff. is closing. That's so sad. They are closing because you want to know why. COVID. No. Yeah, that's what I heard. It was no. They, they got, got bro- they got broken into a couple weeks ago and had all the all that PA equipment. Everything got stolen. No. Not to get too conversational, but we were a band that I do like some fun stuff that I do. We were going to try to play there, and one of oh. our guys reached out to him, and they got broken into. Wow. Oh. That was just a couple weeks. Well, ago. Well, that might have been the icing on the cake then, because right, they were already like saying sold. COVID like hit them hard. Yeah, so. they, that's yeah. that was that was the, the straw that broke the camel's well, back. Well, actually, like we had. Inside information, we knew. Oh, really? Ahead of time, yeah. Because we just found this out. Because we when still. we planned our event at the Whitney that just happened, yeah, yeah which way, I want to talk about. Yes, thank you. But, we're, we're still in the origins part here. Yeah. Right? I know, right? Um, but so John and Jessica were scheduled to speak at this event and yeah. had people coming in from out of town, and then all of a sudden they talked on their podcast and announced that they were doing an event the Saturday before our Sunday event. Yeah. And then they reached out to me and they were like, we don't want you to think like, I was like, no, I don't like have an event. But then Jessica was like, you need to know like the main reason why we're having it is because it's our last go round. And you know what the worst part was? They didn't have those fried bologna sandwiches. So sad. Sorry, Chad. (laughs) I mean, I'm not big into bologna sandwiches. But we went there for the first time and Something had their sandwiches, and it was the thing to eat. Yeah, oh. and I was like, okay, I'll try this. Yeah, and it was so great that every time we've gone back, we've had one, and yeah. we were so looking forward to having one. And we asked them, Bummer. and they're like, no, sorry, we're short on staff, and we're not making those. We changed Bummer. our menu. But yeah, yeah, you guys, we say that was that was a couple months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was yeah. fun. We got to we had fun, and yeah, you guys... we got to meet the guy from the X Files. I walked in there messed up. You guys, no, yeah, you were already. Was already. Yeah. We, we came down early. I'm like, Amber, we're going to Uber down there, and we're going to hit some breweries. So we hit Eastern Market Brewing, and I did some flights there and did whatever. So we, by the time we were stumbling across the bridge there to get over to Stash, <laughs> I was like, woo, I walked in there like flying, man. And then, yeah. Here comes the. I, you start feeding me white claws, which I'm like, because okay, you already were drunk, so I was like, let's just <laughs> let's just give him something like let's give him like some milk, like alcoholic milk. You know, here's yeah. your, here's your baba. I think, here's it, your I think it took you over a half hour to realize who we were and that you and I hung out with a mad Mexican I when think we, we went to Sault Marie. No, and I am sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, no, I, I knew where you were. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> there was just all these lights. Like, oh, the pretty lights and all the people around me. This is great. Dean was super cool that night. Um, yeah, Dean Haglin was. Yeah, he's the. He you got, you ended guy. up talking to him about like cars. Well, no, yeah, because well, he he spoke and it was super cool. You know, with, with, they all were up there talking. And when he was done, he came by because I was the guy who asked. I had to ask the Ramones question because yeah. you know, right, right. right. That I'm, was like, great. I'm like, the Ramones are the greatest band of all time, right? I should and, say to listeners who are like, what? He um, told a really good story. He always. 
in the show The X Files, he was part of the lone gunman. The lone gunman, team. and he always he would always I think he wore a Ramones. And he shirt. always had like a Ramones shirt on. Yeah. I'm sure he wore some other stuff, but the Ramones. Yeah, uh, and then Scott was bold enough to ask him. Are the Ramones the greatest rock band ever? Ah. And then Dean just like lit up I and had, no had this fear. great like <laughs> story about the about Ramones, the Ramones and, yeah, that was and how they like liked great. watching the X Files because of his character yeah, and wearing um, the shirt. But he came down when when everything was done. He kind of walked over and you know we just started chatting. I mean, he, he's like, "Oh yeah, I do. I really love the Ramones." And I'm like, "Well, I love them more. I guarantee you." <laughs> and I'm like, "I play in a cover band. I play in a Ramones cover band." And he's like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" And then something came up about work and what. He's like, "Well, what do you do?" I'm you know, an engineer. We start talking about car stuff, and that's when we started talking. We Meanwhile, started, people are coming but, up yeah, trying to people, get a photo with the yeah, poor people guy. like every yeah. every two. And it's that's it, totally understandable, right? And he's the nicest guy. He's super Very, gracious. Yeah, he was really nice. Uh, so yeah, oh, 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 hang on, no, no, no. You know, just uh, <laughs> do the pose. So finally, I'm like, you're clearly busy. We'll we'll do it. He's in, he lives around Birmingham. Here. He's, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, he's here in Michigan. We we talked. And I'm like, yeah, dude, for real. We'll get together. We'll chat. We'll have we'll have a powwow one night. It'll be cool. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That but yeah, you guys because Amber's. I think that's what got me away. Amber's like, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, Chad. They're Chad gonna take, and Heather are going to take us to Guzzling Alley. Yeah, because I mean, I hadn't been to because Gu- yeah, somebody mentioned Guzzling Alley. You guys were going to Uber. Yeah, we were gonna Uber. Yeah, we right. were down there, and we were going. So yeah. why not take you? Because somebody mentioned Guzzling Alley, and I'm like, I have not been to Guzzling Alley in like 20. years. I had never I been there. That bar, bar is super cool. Yeah, that was my first time. It was uh, actually we, we, my first time too. That was um, college stuff. Ah, uh, well, mean, it just was, didn't yeah. make any sense for you guys to pay for an Uber from right. Detroit to Royal Oak. That was when awesome. We were making that ride, anyways, and I was good. You would have gotten in anybody's good. car. I good. <laughs> oh. Man, I was flying high. I was good. You guys got we us there. We should have told him we were the Uber. <laughs> Damn it. He would have paid you. Damn, I could have made money. There you guys go. We come stumbling into Guzzoline, I remember, and speaking of music. Oh, yeah. Because you guys got to realize, Guzzling Alley, in the old days, they had a jukebox. By the way, Guzzling Alley is in Royal Oak, Michigan. It's a Royal Tiny Oak bar. Tiny little it's a, it's dive a, it's bar. It's a Tiny. historic bar. It's you know Everybody's been there. Um and back in the day, their claim to fame was their jukebox. They had an old school jukebox with 45s on it. It was all punk rock stuff. It was like you know the MC5, the Stooges, like old Detroit stuff. It was a really rad jukebox, and they you know it was all punk rock stuff. They, that was a punk rock bar. So that they would they would get like best jukebox every year, like Metro Times. That was like their big claim oh, wow. to fame. So That's people cool. would come there to play the jukebox and get loaded and have fun. Of course, now they they, they had to modernize, and they had that. The digital thing now. Yeah, that you the just, internet one. The internet one. But yeah, we walked in there, and the first thing I heard, somebody was playing Halloween, like an old German power metal band. We come walking in there, and I'm like, oh, God, we're in for it now. So I'm dancing around the bar. It was a complete... <laughs> well, yeah. I put like five, six bucks in, and then I started putting all your favorites in there. Yeah, she starts hammering. Yeah, because them. after that one song played that you really liked, yeah. it turned into like some hippy-dippy shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and you were like, oh, we got to hear some hard stuff. So, so. We, we hung out long enough to wait for your songs to come most on. most of the songs. I think so. We I, left there and got picked up. We, in we, a we white called an Uber. Tesla. Right. Yeah, we got some dude in a white Tesla. Picked us up. No, you know, I think it was a S model. I'm it was cool. Familiar with all of them. Yeah, he was super nice. Very, very gave us the entire history of Tesla, like within like the fifteen minutes. No, it car was like ride. a podcast in a car. It was really the guy was <laughs> super cool. cool. Funny part about that too. He picked Scott up again. Yeah, <laughs> my, no bu- my buddy was having a gathering a, a couple a while back. We were he lives down in you know just a few miles from here, but you no, know, we were all going to have some beers and chill. So it's 
couple miles, big deal. Yeah, and I yeah, called it on the app and I and I looked and it's like, oh, we got a driver. And he was just, I'm like, I know that dude's face. White Tesla? Yeah, yeah he rolls. He was like, I saw you and I remembered your face, man. I'm like, oh, man, That's dude. awesome. <laughs> Pick me up. We had a ride. Yeah, super cool. That was how we got home that night. He didn't tell you the whole Tesla history again. No, we he? talked about comedy. <laughs> that whole way we were talking about comedy, I don't okay. know how, somehow we got on that. So we were like riffing on our favorite comedians and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, super cool guy. Yeah, that's the guy that got us home that night. It was, it was so, that whole night was complete circus. It was a, it that was fun. Wild. It was a good time though. Yeah, and was I was fun. really glad because, you know, we have seen each other at other cons and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. other than the, the whiskey date that these guys had with the mad Mexican. <laughs> like, who's, who's the mad Mexican? Mark, Mark Briones. Briones. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he had that, that moniker. Okay. Yes. Oh, and yeah. so, okay. like, we, you and I, Amber, have never really had a chance to I, chat I until feel like, that night. I know. I feel like I've seen you in passing. It was always, like, yep. ships passing. Like, I you're think, at conferences. And I think like, the first time we really met you or knew of you, it was at Little Travers yep. Bay. You were up I, in Petoskey. And we, you yeah. and I were outside smoking, and yeah. you were holding court out there. Yeah, you're talking to all kinds of people, so that's how I got to know who you were. Yeah. But I didn't know the two of you were together until I'm hanging out with Mark, and Scott shows up, and he's like, Hey, I got this really good whiskey up in my room. He like, still talks okay. about that whiskey. It's like a kid with a candy van on the street. Oh, yeah. Was that at, was that at Michigan Paracon? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. That's when I learned you guys were together. Okay. Yeah. You know, I had no clue. I'd seen him once or twice before in passing because he's talking to everybody because <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> And Mark knew him. He's like, oh, that's Scott. Hey, come on over. And he's like, I got some really good whiskey upstairs. <laughs> Didn't see him for a couple of hours. Nope, we were gone, man. <laughs> he could have raped us, beat us, oh killed God. us. We wouldn't have known. <laughs> so, yeah, origins, good stuff. No, and, and, know, yeah, it's, 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 it's all fun stuff. And I like talking about this stuff, too. But yeah, I do want to float back to Die Paranormal. Yeah, which no is, problem. You know, and, well, and that's kind of how you guys go got started, And right? here's what well, I want to no, talk about. Not, not we, we transitioned to it. But. Yeah, because they yeah, were did, in yeah. a ghost group, and then they decided, remember they said earlier, Scott, remember? That they were yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that. I, my okay. memory's not that bad. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just checking. There, I'm just yeah. checking. Not yet, yeah. anyways. Die Paranormal is just over a year old. Okay. Yeah. So around, um, during COVID, we had decided that we were, like, we... We didn't really want to go do house investigations anymore. We've been Ooh, burned a couple times on yep. them. They're it. the worst. I'm over it, and, man. And honestly, it was just like we we had grandkids now. We, you know, we had all these time constraints on us. And it was like we, we felt like in some ways we were letting the group down because we just we didn't have the enthusiasm that we did before. Yeah. Um, and so we decided probably late 2020 but we were producing Midwest Parafest 3 with that group, so we couldn't step out because, you know, we handled all of the talent contracts and all of the ticket okay. sales and all and of that And always stuff. have. And so we, um, you know, we were like, we have to see this through, right? We can't step away from it. So that happened yeah. in September of 21. So then in October, we were like, okay, like the holiday season, like we're pulling out. We're going to sit down with the owners, the founders, and yeah. tell them we're done. And then for my birthday, he took me to the Whitney for dinner. Which yep. I asked her, I said, look, we don't do much. Yeah. What do you want to do for your birthday? Yeah. yeah. She says, take me to the Whitney. And I've never been there. we are going to talk about this because I want to get all the juicy details. Uh, yeah. For listeners, the Whitney is a notoriously haunted place in Detroit. It is a stunning 
stunning mash, uh, mash, mashin? mashin. <laughs> mansion, mansion, mashed potatoes. One of one of the old, um, sort of that old Detroit money. Like, oh, wh- yeah. what street oh. is that on again? Is it's that on, on Woodward? Woodward. So, so that, drag. that part of Woodward where that mansion is used to be just lots of mansions of all of these rich people, and that is one of the very few that are left. On that, and it's made out of like what is it, granite? No, no, it's uh, some pink, kind jasper. Of pink jasper. Pink jasper from South Carolina, mm. oh South God. Dakota, or something. It's stunning. I mean, it looks new almost from the outside. Oh yeah, it's, it's phenomenal because condition. it's just what it's made out of. It's it's not going to just chip away and get gross and old over time, right? Um, but anyway, we, yeah, we can talk about that a little. We're bit gonna, more. yeah, we don't, yeah. we so okay. But you guys go to the way. I can tell you the whole history. <laughs> so bore you to tears. <laughs> so we have this dinner and. Yeah. You know, mind you, we had already planned on leaving our team, and the haunt investigators of Michigan were the current ghost hunters at the Whitney, and they were like, hey, come in. Like, we, we're going to show you around. We'll show you our evidence. We'll give you the behind-the-scenes tour, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here thinking, like, lucky us, right? I don't have to pay $200 for the paranormal yeah. dinner ticket, you know? Yeah, I get yeah. to just go hang out, and they showed us their evidence and then they sat us down and they're like we've been doing this for a while and we're done like nine years we don't want to do it anymore and we think the two of you would be Hmm. primed to take it yeah and i'm like i say this in every presentation happy birthday to me right (laughs) as a michigan ghost hunter to be gifted just the opportunity to be the ghost hunters of the whitney it was so that was in october and then in November, we had to tell the other people that we were leaving the group. And it was like, it looked really shady, right? Because we're going to start this in January. No announcements had been made. Mm-hmm. But, like, we knew it was coming. And then we told them that we were leaving. And and that, side note, we were taking Midwest Parafest with us because we had created it yeah. with the team okay. like volunteering and supporting yeah, that's the a lot thing. that's a lot of piano strings well, yeah. and but yeah. they the team was also holding some debt from year 1 so okay. in addition to the name we took the debt with us so we've been paying and that and i'm off. still paying yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, it's worth it so it's then worth he's, it because i mean we've had we've had a great time producing these events the team was great you know, volunteering and helping and making this thing a success. And we're not huge. We're not Michigan Paracon. Mm-hmm. We don't have everybody who's ever been on a ghost show. Sure. But we have quality speakers. Yeah. Right. And we have a good time. We put on a good event. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we couldn't have done it by ourselves without that team. Right. Mm-hmm. But so, now we're doing it on our own. Well, yeah. on a personal note, and. The few conferences that I can attend nowadays, Mm -hmm. that's really what I look for, are interesting people. That's what we look for with this show, are interesting people. Oh, he thinks we're interesting, honey. No, he doesn't. I feel so lucky. No, he doesn't. (laughs) This is a handout. (laughs) Well, and sometimes the smaller events. We're just interesting enough to talk to for a minute. So when... Chad, Chad, Chad. (laughs) So through all of our conversations about leaving the team... When I when I met him, he was batting around an idea for a team name if it was ever just him and his son was what we had talked about. Yeah. And he's like, what are we going to call ourselves? What are we going to call ourselves? And I looked at him and I go, why have you never thought of calling yourself Die Paranormal? <laughs> right? No. Yeah, we sat down with the manager, you know, of the Whitney. And I said, this is what we think our name is going to be. And he's like, 
Ew. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It makes sense. Man. How is that terrible? Yeah. For those who Just, don't know, Chad's last name is spelled D Y E. Yeah, die. Chad died. I figured because because of Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> they had the Nomad Group, where if you didn't have a home, you just went to the Nomad Group, right? So I thought Nomad Paranormal. Okay. You know? So you yeah. could you could just investigate with anybody, right? You mm-hmm. could do your own thing, just be a nomad. And he balked at it. He's like, Nah, I don't like that. And she's like, Heather looks at me and goes, did you ever think about calling it Die Paranormal? <laughs> and that's when you do the face palm and go, what? How did I not yeah. think of that? It's right in front of me. And at this point, he hadn't proposed to me. And he's like, are you okay with that, though? Like, you're not a die. And I said, if you don't make me a die, I don't want to be on oh. your team anyway. <laughs> that's true. No. So that is, that. that is the true origin story of Die Paranormal. Ah, yep. I love it. I love it's it. fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> no, it, it's it's fantastic too. Things so, I love hearing those great. things. You know, because there's you know, and, and some of the stuff that you know, I and I hear these stories from people, and I you know, back in we have our horror stories. We all have, we have horror stories, I and mean, you guys may too. And it's not. I know, I became a nomad a long time ago. We, we've been doing this show for a while. But, that, I mean, I made that decision, like, in 2004. I saw I went through so much weird stuff that was painful, that was right. really bad. And I'm like, you know You're what? talking with other ghost groups and Yeah, stuff. yeah. And, I'm, and again, politics, I'm not, I'm not going to go too far group. into this. Right. The politics can be. Yeah. Yes. And, that, it's yes. just, and, you know, and I hear these things, and I hear how you're approaching it and how you're dealing with it. And it's a lot like leaving a band. I mean, I've been saying the band analogy, ghost oh, sure. hunting group, or a family. Always, oh yeah. yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's all and it really well, you know, because you're you're trying to you're trying to do things to get to you know, and what that's the funny thing about studying this stuff is what's the goal? Right, right. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I know what the, I know what the goal is, but um, let's be frank. That goal, sorry guys, okay. that goal, we probably will never understand or attain right. in our lifetimes. Right. I mean, and I've said this a million times on this show, you know, when we started out, me and Doug, we made a mission statement. We started up this group. We made a mission statement and said, we are going to prove, our mission statement is to prove the existence of the afterlife. <laughs> now, when you're, when you're, when you're in your mid twenties, right? which at that time was, I would consider somewhat mature. I'm out of college. <laughs> Someone got my life together. But I look back on that now. I'm like, what was I thinking? That was ridiculous. <laughs> it wasn't a mistake. But was, I mean, it's it, what it was you just, were looking yeah, for. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It, 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 that's how we came at it. You know, of course, as we all know, when you start doing this stuff for a number of years, you become weathered and seasoned. You realize it isn't always about the end thing. It's about the adventure you're, you're kind of going through. That's right, right. Really. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I've always told people. It's like, because I've seen people get so frustrated. Yep. Which I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> There's that. only one thing well, in the community that I'm frustrates me. <laughs> what is that? Other people. Large, <laughs> large public yes. ghost hunts. Oh, oh yeah. we've talked about this a million times on the show. Yeah. Because when you do those large, sure they're an experience. They're fun yeah. for people. But it is it, at that point you you go into the threshold of entertainment. Yes. And right. people are going to you get it you get psychology. 
layered on that where you get a lot of people well, in a people allegedly haunted out. place and then you get a couple people yeah. that like wig out they're like I was touched and oh oh my god my hair got pulled and then you start that kind of trickle effect goes into the other people they all get wigged out and then obviously if you're sitting here in a corner trying to do EVP which is something that you really want a quiet environment for and you got someone over in like section B whatever of the building making sounds you <laughs> never know what you're really getting That's on that impossible. equipment. You can't take... It's, it's entertainment. It's fun. It's like an adult paranormal funhouse at that point. Yeah. Right. When yeah. you're trying to capture some type of evidence, whether it be f- photography, video, audio, whatever it might be, if you go into an event like that, and I'm not shooting it down. Right. They're, no, they're no, fun. They can be it's fun. a cool experience. They're cool. If you're going just there, don't try to do a yeah, real ghost that's hunt. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're just con- have fun. Because you're already walking into a contaminated environment yep. the minute you walk in. Right. right. It's, it, I mean, it's why I can't take anything. And I, again, All this stuff I'm saying, we all know it's like, it's all theoretical. It's all ideas. Right. Um, but when somebody says, well, yeah, I went on this ghost hunt with all these people and I got this really crazy you know, thing EVP, on, my, yeah. on my phone and I'm like, but you were with like 40 people. It right. could have been anything bouncing off I a know. wall somewhere. And I, mean, I don't want to beat up on people. I really don't. But right. it, I, that's another thing about doing this stuff for a number of years. I've always said, uh, you know, you start out being a believer, right? And that's what I said. You know, our or mission. Not. Oh, or no, not. Chad was our a skeptic. Th- our thing was like, no, I want to believe this thing, right? And that was our mission statement. We were going to prove the existence of the afterlife. I believe that, right? Then the scale over a number of years, it'll take you into this area of being skeptical which is what happened to me, right? And then I noticed over a number of years after that, I went into the actual area of cynicism. I yeah. became very cynical about things. Yep. For example, somebody comes up to me with, well, hey, you know, I, I listen Orb to your- photo. I listen to your show. To, show here's I a hate picture. those. Yeah, here's a picture and, or, or whatever. But it, I would be like, yeah. And I don't want to be that way. I don't want right. to- I, I hated myself- by how I responded a couple of times to some people, and yeah, it was for the old, the orb photos. I, I, I think a, you <laughs> it broke my heart, but I was like, dude, this, you, you know. make you don't want to hurt people's feelings, no, right? No, you struggle no, with that balance Absolutely between. Not, but, yeah, like, this is. I, I'm sorry that that dust orb is not your dead grandmother. I know. I'm not going to forget what I know, right? And what you've learned to make you happy, right? Right. I. I that that's going against, I think that's going against everything anybody should be doing with I, their life as far as especially with this. I think anybody that's a good word, cynicism, I think anybody that has been in this for fifteen plus years or more has gone has seen their kind of meter, their belief meter go oh, yeah. from like true believer to coming in going yeah, ghosts are the souls of dead people and they're here and they're trapped and they've unfinished. I want to understand the mechanics to like to like cynicism because you do see all this stuff you see how it plays out if you're someone that continually wants to learn and progress there are people I I have seen them out there there are people that from day one a ghost is a dead person it's a soul it's there it's maybe got unfinished business whatever and they believe that 15 20 years later I I don't think ghosts are what we think they are anymore um, there's definitely something weird going on, but yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some kind of energy. Yeah, out there's there. something there. As I as I said, I mean, I'm an engineer. I, I want to understand so, how this breaks down mechanically. Mechanically, right? And so, the people we've had on this show for years. I, I mean, especially the last six years has been. Oh my God, Amber, would you stop? I got my big question. <laughs> she has a big question. I got my big question. I want to ask. Okay. I love to ask this question. <laughs> 
Uh, I've asked this. This is why we shouldn't drink when we do no. this show. <laughs> I love to ask people, though. Yeah. So you come in as little baby ghost hunters doing your thing. Oh, you I have, was such you a You have baby. your beliefs <laughs> and what you think certain things are, whatever realm, whether yeah. it's crypto, ghosts, UFOs, whatever realm we're looking at. How has your beliefs changed from the beginning yeah. to now? Great idea. I love to hear this. I love when people Well, since this. since he's got more years in it than me, I'll let him start. Okay. Chad? I started out liking In Search Of, mm. you know, with Leonard Nimoy mm-hmm. and oh, dude. Mm-hmm. stuff like that. Great stuff. I love the UFO stuff. Okay. Because that was really intriguing to me. Yep. My parents told me. There was no ghost. There was no boogeyman. There's nothing to be afraid of. Right? So I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Being good and parents. Then, being good parents. Right. Trying to make you not be scared. Right. right. Yeah. So I start looking into all this conspiracy theory stuff. Mm-hmm. Area 51. Mm-hmm. You know, Bigfoot. You know, all the cryptids. You know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm intrigued. But I'm like, eh. With the technology we have. There should be better pictures than mm-hmm. all that blurry crap everybody <laughs> yeah. posts, yeah. right? Agreed. And then the ghost shows come out. Yes. A lot of them were hokey. And then there was ghost adventures. Right. Ghost hunters. Right. Right? Okay, so I'm watching these shows. Uh, it Paranormal State. Right? It so, burns! <laughs> I'm sorry. But now I was intrigued into some kind of other realm. I saw some stuff that made me go, hmm. Maybe there's something to that. Then I met a girl who knew some people that were part of a paranormal team. So I joined the team as the team skeptic. Oh, you started out as a skeptic. Yes, he did. I'm wow. like, it's brilliant. Wow. This is some bullshit. And you, you need to <laughs> slap me with this before I'm going to believe any of it. Right? And, and it slapped him, that's for sure. I wanted proof. I bought the toys. I'm part of the group. Nobody wanted to investigate with me because apparently my negative energy was so strong. Nobody got any kind of evidence when they investigated with me until I got touched. Oh. Right? Until I captured a photo of something that can't be explained. Okay, so I lightened up a little bit. (laughs) Right? So now we're doing... Public ghost hunts at a yacht club, right? Mm-hmm. We're starting to do Midwest Parafest. We're we're really going, you know, great gangbusters forward into this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the more you let your guard down, the less negative you are. The more things will happen well, to well, you. Well, you. You open yourself up. Yeah, you're open right. To it. Right. Uh, one of our friends, who's a psychic medium, used to tell me. I can't read you. You have a wall up. Scott's had that. Okay. And then one of the last times we met with her, she's like, oh, no, I can read you. Hmm. (laughs) So apparently I've let my wall down enough that Hmm, things happen. Ironically enough, we we got engaged this year. It must be that wall. (laughs) It's really fallen. You know, and there's 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 a lot to unpack there. There really is because... And I mentioned a few minutes ago that I my interest now I have two interests, you know, is is the idea of the mechanical aspect of this mm-hmm. thing, right? Um, there's also that the, the the long idea we've had is you know I believe that there's stuff happening around us all the time, weird stuff. I want to understand how it's all related. 
which right. goes back to point A, how, <laughs> how it works mechanically, right? And I just want to present a different, a different idea on this because, yeah, you're right. I've heard this idea presented a lot of times about certain people who have a negative energy. They may have their walls up, and that's fine. And I understand that. Um, however, if it's a machine, if it's something that works on the laws of some type of physics that we don't understand mechanically to a certain degree, right. it should just operate. Regardless, my, of, your regardless of your energy. personal ideas, right? Um, now, again, I'm coming at that from a different idea of, you know, engineering, working on machines, working on software, writing software, where it only does what you tell it to do, right? right? And I, I'm not saying I'm right here. I'm not saying I'm right about anything here. I'm not trying to start some cult. Are you trying, <laughs> just, Are just, you trying to say the paranormal should be operated zeros and ones? No, no. What I'm trying to say is I'm on a mechanical aspect, if it's something, if it if it's real. If, okay, let's assume for a second that we that ghosts, spirits, and they, they exist. Let's just say we have proof. Like, Well, maybe we don't have proof, but we, we know for sure that they exist. There's something. There's yeah. something there. Something happens. Uh, maybe it's residual. Maybe it's a poltergeist. Whatever it might be. It, there's something out there happening, right? We have that proof. It happens, right? Why doesn't it just happen no matter who the person is that's in the room? It right. shouldn't really matter in my opinion. But again, this is why this stuff that you can say, you can, you can wrap your arms around this all you want. I do understand the other side where, yeah, maybe there is an element to the machine where your psychic functioning, your ideas, your intentions, yep. your intentions, um, do drive that machine to it. Maybe they're a part of the machine. Right. It's like right? a like the fuel or you can't, the cogs. Yeah. You yeah. can't start a program without starting it. You right. have to have an intent. You know, I'm just saying computer st- science stuff. You have to start it. It has to do something, right? You have to have that intention if you want to write something, make something happen. You have to make it there. You have to take it from nothing to something. You have to manifest it. Yeah, but <laughs> thank you. There I'm you sorry. And I'm I'm not trying to start an argument, <laughs> but you are being way too. I don't know. You you're like, it's got to work this way. He's an engineer. I know. I get no, it. And math is your go, thing. Go ahead, man. Engineering is your thing. Yeah. I get that, but not give everything. An, you better works give me another that. beer, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> no, go, go know, ahead. That's cool. No. We we have something around us yeah. that we can't explain. Because we don't know how it works. There you go. We don't know yeah. how or why or are there rules on the other side? Exactly. Does the energy that leaves your body yeah. when you die mm-hmm. go to Mars? Does mm-hmm. it go into space? Thank Is you. it on the other side of the veil? Yeah. yeah. We don't know. And exactly. You're you're trying to put practical I'm trying math to, I'm and trying to quantize it. I'm you're trying right. to quantize it. You're trying to make this thing and there's like, no argument here. And if you right. want, yeah, go ahead and you can Damn beat it. up on I me want all you want. Formula. I agree. No, no. It's just you want the formula. I you do. want to know how it works. But and you did too in the beginning. I did too. Yeah. I was a skeptic. I'm like, slap me in the face with this because I don't believe a damn thing. Well, I'm saying this from a place that, you know, like you guys, I've experienced things, a mm-hmm. handful of things, enough for me to go, wow, okay, there really is something going on. There's here, something. Right? The only reason I say this stuff is, yeah, I do want to quantize it. I want to understand it. That's how you. That's how you will truly under. That's how you'll master it. Now, again, it's this is some thirteen ghost or something like that. It's. I understand what you're saying, 100. percent And I said that knowing that I was going to get some pushback on this, which I should. <laughs> no, I, I really should. I really should. And, it's it's and an I'm idea. Not, and I'm not saying 100. Yeah. percent There are ghosts. 
I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there, there's an energy somewhere yeah. mm-hmm. that we can't explain, yeah. that we may never explain. Mm-hmm. No matter what kind of technology we have, we may not have all the answers until we reach that plane of existence. And that is the great cosmic joke. Right. In my, in my opinion. And we talked about this uh, of the last show we did. And I, I don't know about you guys, um, but I've got to that age where I'm really thinking about my mortality a lot more. <laughs> you know, and, and more people around me are passing away. Family members, friends, stuff like that. People younger than us. People younger than us, which really trips me out. That's, right. scary, That's yeah. a heartbreaker. But it gets you thinking about, wow, you're like... And it's it, I'm getting myself more into that headspace. Like, really, what the hell's going on there? Right. What's like, going what, on? What's going to happen to me? Yeah. Where am I going to be? Am I going to well, be able to talk to my person? Well, not just that. Like, you know, how is it going to happen? Oh, true. Yeah. You know, how you know? How is my porch light going to go out? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not just that. Never but failure. But it's the experience. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's my Cheers. answer. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Great. But uh, my thing was. It's the headspace of it. Like, yeah. what's actually happening? I talked about this a few times here. I, mean, you know, I watched my grandmother passed away a few years ago, and I watched it happen. I watched when she flatlined, mm-hmm. right? The only, thing that, the only thing that was giving her a pulse was her pacemaker. Uh, but we watched her pass away. And, yeah, of course it was emotional. It was really hard to deal with. But at the same time, d- doing the stuff that I've been doing for a long time, I try to take myself out of that situation and kind of be that thing floating in the ceiling, looking down, right? Going, what are we? Ex- what am I experiencing? What is she experiencing? Right. And that's what's that's what's going through my brain a lot more these days. Is because you're getting we're all getting older. It's like, oh shit, what's going <laughs> to future happen? planning here, right? Right. So there is that element of it too, where it's it's it is that more gooey thing, you know, the more you know, the more dynamic thing that you know that you're talking about. It isn't all zeros and ones to me. It really right. isn't. Well, that's but how we it's evolved. Interesting, we evolved in our yeah. beliefs because when I came into it, I was just I was a baby ghost hunter, and yeah. I was just like, I want to go to cool buildings and feel cool things, and you know, like so. Yeah. Then he's got all these tools, and I'm like, okay, how do they work? What do we do? I want I want the what did I get that. I can't even think of the name of it. I got a tool for my birthday one year. Okay. A little piece of gadgety stuff. <laughs> a little piece of gadgety It's got stuff. a red and green light it on does. it. It has a bunch of them. It was such a great gift. She doesn't even know what it's called. <laughs> so it was getting that tool that made me go, how much more money are we going to spend on things that are going to capture, I wish we had video, capture evidence Mm -hmm. so somebody can just shit on it yeah like how many evps do you have that is your daughter-in-law leaning over to your son going did you just burp yeah (laughs) we played that evp for two years because it was a class b we didn't know what exactly was being said until we got the right speaker you know yeah and so then i was just like chad like i we have these cool things, and we can play them, and we can show them. Oh, sure. But someone's going to pick them oh, apart. 100%. His picture he took in 2013 at Fort Wayne, clearly be- not ever having seen a ghost picture. I was like, those are feet. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's something there. And somebody, you know, your F-stop was too slow. Somebody oh, was walking through There's a lady walking through you. your frame. Yeah. You can yeah. see There's her purse. There's always going to be a reason. There's but there always going to be a hater. nobody in front yep. of him when he took the picture, yep. right? So yeah. 
you start to collect these things, these pieces of evidence, you start to buy these tools, and then you go, I just want to feel an authentic yep. connection. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I just yep. want I just want to hear you talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I really don't care if I capture it on a recording. Yep. God, keep keep talking. Yep. I just want to be yep. there, right? Uh, and Mexico. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Quickly tell that my story. My favorite this is I got tingles. <laughs> we went to we went to Mexico between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. And uh or, no over Christmas. We were there over Christmas. Christmas. This past Christmas. This past yeah. Christmas. Okay, okay. We spent we spent seven days in Mahahual. Okay. I think that's how you say it. And we went to the Chachaban ruins. Was this like a Mayan Aztec yep. like type? Yep. Okay. And I've never been anywhere like that. So mm. we're walking around and it's so impressive. Like you're standing on a mound looking up at the top of the ruin and then you turn around and you look down and it's still going for like hundreds of feet. Like you're like, wow. So we're moving through the property and I'm standing at a corner and I have a picture. Are are there how many people in that went with us? Yeah. Six, seven, seven. Seven. There were seven of us. Okay. And I was standing at a corner by myself and there were people, you know, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 feet away from me. Yeah. And I just heard a whisper in my right ear, and it sounded like it was not English. Okay. And it was like like three syllables, and, you know, I don't know Spanish well, but it was like something, something, mas. Like, dot, dot, mas. Something more. Yeah. And it, I was like, hello? Of course, I didn't have a voice recorder with me or anything but i just kind of stood there and i was like i'm here like if you have something to tell me you know like i'm here it was just so incredible because i don't know that i've ever heard a disembodied voice yeah um i've had a lot of live review evps which are great like a handful of i never heard anything i I can't remember ever hearing a voice Mm mm-hmm External from and an to EVP. hear it, to hear yeah. it yeah. In yeah. outside Spanish. of a recording device, right, right. Yeah, to hear it in Spanish in that, a place with that yeah. history. Yeah, and... that's how I knew that it yeah. wasn't. Because at first I thought like my kid was calling for me, mm. and she was like she was engaged in a conversation. Her and her boyfriend were way over here. Mom and the daughter of the boyfriend were over there. Me and the dad of the boyfriend were way over here. She's just kind of wandering in the middle. Yeah, of yeah. this forest, this cleared area, and when she comes up to me, she's like, "Something just whispered to me." Hmm. It was incredible, and she was like out there all by herself. Yeah. And there you go; it's yours. Well, you that... can't prove it to anybody. Right. It's right. your right. experience. Yeah. You know you're not crazy. You know what you heard. Yeah, can't prove it to anybody. But I think that, and that's something we've said multiple times on this. Well, that's show. when you're free. Those are the yeah. best. When you can just you're free. exactly. Yeah. You can just have the That's experience free, and you don't oh, have to put yeah. the evidence out there on social media, the internet somewhere. It's well, just no, becomes... you, well, you're not, but you're not going to, when you, when you, when I stopped worrying about being scrutinized sure, yes. or even putting myself out great, there, we do that enough, yeah. of, we do enough that of that is. with doing this podcast, right? Um, when you're not submitting evidence out there to be scrutinized and you care about just having the experience, yes. when you, when you. Now, for better or for worse, the buddy system, as we know, like, well, you have to have somebody with you because if you experience something, you have to have somebody to witness it, right? Or, you know, if you fall down a yeah. stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's the bad side floor. of it. Yeah. But I found myself years ago when I had this epiphany, I said, I'm just going to go off to places by myself. 
Right. Just experience. And, so, and if I experience something, I experience something. I don't really care if you don't believe me or not. Right. Your friends are going to believe If you. I say right one more time, would somebody just pop me in the it's head? You're okay. fine. I think I that's going to be the drinking I don't even game notice for this that. episode. <laughs> if take Heather says right, take yeah. a sip. Sorry. You, you I mean, can't go home. <laughs> think about it for a second. Yeah. When you go out with a big group, whether it's five people, ten people, how much evidence do you get? Right? Yeah. Nothing I'm going to trust. Anything you can prove, anything that's reliable. But if you go out by yourself or just you and another person Mm -hmm. and you split up, I don't know how being a ghost works, but wouldn't you want to approach somebody that was alone or not in a big group of people? Well, I don't know. Remember when we did the Yacht Club that our biggest evidence nights were after their parties. Like they had a sorority party one night and the energy in the building after they left was phenomenal. Right, right. Because there was a party. There was lots of people there. You're going to say you got a lot of young people with energy. Nobody there claimed to be touched or talked to by a ghost, but we got to experience that because of that high level energy. They they may have charged the environment. After they left, you experienced that. Yes. We had to stand there on the stairs and wait for these college kids to get on their Greyhound buses and get the heck out of there so we could ghost hunt. We had all our stuff ready to go, but because they were having a party, they were having fun, it was music, it was dancing, it was drinking, and, you know, we had a great night. We had lots Mm -hmm. of evidence. But But again, it sounds like you had a small group, though. You had a big group that charged the environment. Right. right? And they left. So that kind of is a good segue. But here she is standing in the middle of a jungle near a Mayan (laughs) ruin. Right. And nothing talked to me. Yeah. I was with somebody. She was all by herself. Some of the most profound things I've I've experienced, and there's only a handful of them, have always been with a handful of people. Right. I I can honestly say that. The handful of things that I really have experienced has only been with a couple of people. It is nice when you have... never with a giant group of people all... Fuddling around, doing whatever. So, like, when we were in Massachusetts in the Cape Cod area. Yeah. And we were all in the cemetery, and it was a perfect night. Like, you had a full moon just lighting up the cemetery, and we have equipment going, trying to record these mysterious blue orbs that our our buddy Derek said that people saw in the cemetery. Derek, this is, well, yeah, Derek said that. He's like, you'll see this you'll see this. It's really cool. So, we're just like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever, Derek, whatever, blue orbs, blue balls, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) And so, then we put everything away, because we had been there for a while, put everything away, and then once we do that, and and there was, I should say, there's two groups of us. There was a group of us in, like, one part of the cemetery and another group in, like, the, the more front part. And all of a sudden, these little blue orbs, like five or six, whatever of them, are moving just slowly through the trees, kind of like, like I don't know, like they're orbs, they're glowing, like little will o' the wisps, fairies, I don't know. And <laughs> they're a fairy, fairies. And we stop and we look, and we're all just dumbfounded. And then what yeah, was it, great? It, it took the wind out of all of us. What was great that. was there wild. was this other group that was over in the other part that was seeing it too. It wasn't just like us and our perspective seeing it. And they look over and they're like rushing towards us like, oh, my God, did you see that? Because, I mean, it, I don't know. What was it? Like 20 seconds, 15 seconds, and they're gone. You know, and the thing about that, too. It, it's fleeting, but we saw it. Everyone yeah. saw it. Everyone, You had everyone there that could confirm it, which is comforting. Like, it wasn't just one person that's like, I saw it. Everyone's like, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's just the kind of stuff that makes me keep wanting to 
search for stuff. And I know with you guys, you guys have the perfect opportunity to keep searching for stuff because you are now the resident ghost hunters of the Whitney. Now, you mentioned this a few minutes ago, and I want to hear everything about And <laughs> And I would love for you to give listeners just a little brief history of what the Whitney is yeah. uh, and the history behind it. So... Chad Heather. The floor is yours. The floor is yours. So before he gives a little bit of history, I just want to talk about, like, we talked earlier about being jaded about guided ghost hunts, mm-hmm. right, public ghost hunts. And so we have always made it our mission to teach people who come to them, even when we did Toledo, like, teach you about respectful ghost hunting and having an authentic experience. And so when we had gotten to this point where we were jaded, we were like, okay, like we don't want to do this anymore. We just want to go to cool places and have authentic experiences. And yeah. it's like the universe was like, no, you're not done ghost hunting yet. Here's the Whitney. You yeah. you get to investigate yeah. and present and bring people in again. And it just renewed our passion. Good. Well, it, it, well not the, I'm sorry, Chad, but I mean, I'm at, we, we mentioned that a few minutes ago and I mentioned this idea of being free. Right. Right. And yeah, you guys were put in a situation here where, well, you know, do we do this? Do we not do this? You obviously did that, which I think is fantastic. Thank you. But there is that idea, and I want to. And I've I've preached this for so many years on this show, and I know I got to that where I was like, I I care, right? But I don't care anymore. I don't care about proving anything to anybody. Well, that myself, yeah, that's very right? valid. And I'm sure you can apply that to Whitney still too. Well, we are. We are. That's yeah. actually one of the things that the manager said that he wanted us to bring. Yeah to the ghost hunts was he wanted that authenticity. He wanted the fact that we were honest about it. Like, here's the one EVP we caught in 2022 that we believe, you know, is valid. Here's, you know, a picture of something we can't explain. We're not going, oh, it's Flora Whitney and she's sitting at the table drinking her tea. You know what I mean? Like we're, we are coming at it from a very, I guess, pragmatic approach. Um, but the building itself, just to be gifted that opportunity, it it was humbling. We feel so honored because to just hear the history of it and to yeah. know that it's still standing mm-hmm. from the early eight, the the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. yeah, I'll let it, Chad do it that. It almost met the wrecking ball. It really did, and the the mansion itself, in its grandeur. I mean, you have to remember. David Whitney was a lumber baron. So when he came to Detroit, he had a house and decided, I'm going to buy this piece of property right next to the Detroit Athletic Club because me and my son like to go there. We're going to build this house for my wife and my kids, and it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be grand, and I got the money. Right? He had all the means to do so. So they build this house. Unfortunately, his wife died before it was finished. He ends up marrying his wife's younger sister. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, but they said that's Chicken that's Hawk. what it wow. was like but back then. But that was typical yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you have kids, you need another motherly figure, somebody the kids can relate to. Yeah. Right? Um, so... David Whitney dies in the house, massive heart attack, right? Uh, in what was that, 1900? Oh, four. No, it was. It was like 1900. Okay. okay. We should have this stuff memorized. <laughs> it's okay. I know. Right? Numbers are awful. For, for, for reference, there is a historian who gives the tours 
with the background. Yeah, we, we just we took that the ghost tour hunting. once, and we've done lots of research, and we've got pictures of their grave sites and stuff. Yeah, but his wife, the the younger sister, uh, lived till like 1917, and also died in the house. It was written in the will that the house would be given to the Wayne County Medical Society. So none of the kids got the house. Hmm. They all had their own homes, their own families. They were all grown. So the Traveling Nurses Society comes in, and they take over the carriage house. And they have offices in there, and I don't know what they did, but eventually the house became like a, a, a TB hospital. For a short time, so people died from that. Yeah. Um, and by the time the next owner bought it, I don't know what his name is. It was before Bud. Right. Uh, they had to take down like drop ceilings. They had covered over the beautiful wood with um, drywall, you know, drywall okay. and sh- crap rock. like that. Yeah, sheetrock. Sheet yep. And it cost millions of dollars to bring it back to its original beauty. And it's just a gorgeous home. But the funny thing is, all the activity seems to happen in the carriage house. Hmm. We have spent multiple nights in the mansion trying to ghost hunt and get any kind of evidence. And the couple of times we were there, we were scared and excited because an employee came in. And we're like, oh, that sounds like tables moving. Oh, no. And right? it was tables moving. And it was moving. tables moving. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the pastry chef came in. He was moving yeah. stuff around. But we were we were in the house for, what, nine hours, eight hours, whatever, uh, last Friday the 13th, and nothing but crickets. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, we were there from like 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. And we should mention now that the Whitney is a restaurant. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It is a very a upscale. Really great martini bar, by the way. And yes. they do, they do. I love how they acknowledge Ooh, like this haunted history because the upstairs is this beautiful bar yeah. called the Ghost Bar. Yeah. I love that. And that yeah. did come from the, the first, I guess we would call him a commercial owner. Right. He he wanted to turn the building into a restaurant, and he brought the bar is actually from Italy. It's somewhere from overseas. It's from, yeah. from Europe, it's the fancy. actual bar itself. I believe that. And then when the new owners, the current owners, they wanted to just buy the carriage house. And he was like, no, you buy it all <laughs> Don't make a or nothing. Yeah, yeah, he wanted know. to make his office in the carriage house, and they're like, no, you buy the whole thing or you don't buy any of it. So how can people get involved in participating now in these ghost hunts that you guys are doing as the, the caretakers of the place? The paranormal dinners happen the first and fourth Sundays of the month. And we say that because sometimes there's five Sundays in a month. It's always the first and the fourth Sundays of the month. Okay, You can go to their website. Whatever it is, the, the Whitney.com, the Whitney.com, the Whitney.com yeah. and you can look for the paranormal dinner experience. Okay, and you buy your tickets. You get a, a beautiful sit-down dinner with dessert and drinks and stuff like that. You can take the historical tour inside the house, the mansion, and then you're shuffled off to the dingy basement where we are, <laughs> and we do like a forty-five minute or less presentation about ghost hunting. And then we take you out to the carriage house and we actually 
ghost hunt. Okay. And it is customer led. I mean, we could stand there and ghost hunt and let them watch, but that's not what we want to do. We want to educate people. We want them to be a part of it because when people come, their energy is different than ours. You never know. It should never matter, though. Well, I'm kidding. Says oh, the engineer. Says the engineer, right. So you never know what kind of energy people have. Exactly. Experiences people have that they can bring to that investigation. Yeah. So we we encourage them to use some of the equipment. We encourage them to ask questions. Yeah. You know, we want them involved. But during so, our during our presentation, like we'll explain the equipment that we use. And I always say your primary tool is you. Yes. Yep. Yourself, your vibes, your spidey yep. senses, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Your primary tool is yourself. Yep. And then you need a voice recorder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and extrapolating but, that point a bit more too, you know, all joking aside, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. And that and that and I believe that. You know, that's the thing. I mean, on a physical level. I mean, we see people on this planet. I've seen this where you'll have a hundred and one year old woman. I've read this. There's, I saw this article a while back. But this woman turned one hundred and one years old, and they're like, "Well, what was your secret to longevity?" She's like, "Vodka and cigarettes," <laughs> <laughs> which we all know it's not. Those are not the greatest things in the world for you. But this woman, they show a picture of her with an ashtray, puffing away. Popping this this bottle of Stoli, and she's like, I've been doing this to stuff for like seventy years. Well, and look at those bodybuilders like Joe Weider, who oh, sure. like yeah. died in their eighties. Well, yeah, the, physically fit and healthy, they just died. They, yeah, you know George Burns, who smoked cigars his entire life. Yeah, you know lived oh, to yeah. be a hundred and something. So that's just not a physical thing that we can actually measure, right? Like, well, we can, but we're all different, right? right. So let's take this into the metaphysical realm. To your point, right? right? To both your points, and that, and I believe that you know all. And again, I'm I'm goofing around to a certain degree with the, with, but I also that's a point I think is the is the more mechanical side of this thing. But the reality is we're all different. We, we all bring something different to the table. We can have a group of four. We can have a group of 25, yeah. and the experience is different every time. And I every think that that's, that's a key piece for us, right, because you want to make sure that you're keeping it fresh and yeah. trying new things and all of that. Um, but besides the paranormal dinner tours, just so that people know, the Whitney has phenomenal um, anniversary celebrations. They celebrate every holiday. Uh, they actually have something coming up called the Afrotegiac, okay. which is like a Valentine celebration. Okay. Um, and then when we recently celebrated our one year anniversary with them, yeah. you know, we're just coming in on our Sundays and doing our events and going home. You know, we get a meal once in a while, we have a drink. And we were there for Halloween five nights in a row. Five nights wow. in a row. And the Halloween event is a little more entertaining. Um, you get you get your meal, you get your desserts, but you rotate through five different spots in the building for like 20, 25, or not in the building, but on the property for like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. So we had... Five nights of five groups wow. of people. And you had 20 minutes to do your presentation. Boom, boom, boom. Get them out of there. Wow. Move them on to the next section. So we had 20 minutes to do our spiel, but we had to cut it down. Oh, yeah. that's hard. Because we're that's used hard. to doing like 40, 
45 yep. minutes. Right. So you know, we just didn't go as stuff. in depth, you know. So then it was like the night before the last event and we're standing there finally getting some time with the manager who, by the way, Tony's amazing. Mm. Um, and so he he's like, you guys are doing a great Even job. Even though he'll never hear this. <laughs> he sounds like such a commercial. Uh, he, he said, you know, he's like, no, you guys are doing a great job. Like, and it was... It was the first time we'd gotten direct feedback from him. He's, I've heard all kinds of feedback from the customers, and they're having a good time, and tickets are selling, and we, you know, we just it's going really great. He's, like, I want to do something different in 2023. I want to bring some new events to the building. And then he asked the question, "What could we do?" <laughs> is, is this how you brought in John Tenney? And this yes. is how we okay. brought in John and Tenney. Of course, because he said, "Do you guys have any ideas?" Heather's like. Oh, I have an idea. So I, I'd been wanting to bring John and Jessica to the building. Um, you know, they, they're just. I love the way that they investigate. I love their energy. I'm still hoping to get them in to do a full investigation. Um, but I said, well, what if we have speakers, and, you know, we do like an event where people can come and just wander the building. And he's like, yeah, and we can have tarot readers and you guys can do a presentation about your one year of evidence and we'll do a strolling dinner. And it just, all of a sudden we were having a paranormal conference at the Whitney. Right. Basically. Right. Right. And just to be, you know, full disclosure, when we started doing the tours there, my first thought was, Oh my God, Midwest Parafest at the Whitney would be amazing. Sure. But then as we But we walked through the building and we're like, none of these rooms are big enough. Yeah, there's logistically like a speaker. Yeah. yeah. How many people could you have? And logistically, yeah. it doesn't work. And so at so we you keep it we, exclusive and VIP. There's like <laughs> right. Ten right. People here. So so right. here's the yeah, funny thing: the manager we plan it out. The manager says we're gonna we're gonna sell a hundred tickets to make it worth having the event. We're gonna close the building down, sell hundred tickets. We're gonna cap it at two hundred tickets. Okay, great. Oh, and, and he kind of joked about that. Like, yeah. Oh, we'll cap it at two hundred. Right. N- none of us thought. It would sell out. And then we also had Nick Beauchamp, Haunted Detroit. Mm -hmm. She brought her book. And he, like, she had been trying to do a book signing with him, and they couldn't connect their schedule. So it was like, we'll get John in there. We'll get Nick in there. We'll get these tarot readers in there. And lo and behold, the Saturday before the event, 200 tickets sold out. Wow. Sold out. Wow, it's awesome. We sold, what, 46 tickets in the first 25 hours. Mm -hmm. That's cool. He texted. I was like, hey, how's it going? He texted, this is unprecedented. Nice. Is my text. So so that led us to, okay, can we talk about next year? Yeah. So there are conversations being had because it definitely doesn't flow like a normal – paranormal conference i mean can you say that a normal paranormal conference (laughs) you know it there are hiccups but to be a small event one speaker giving four different four presentations so that everybody has a chance to rotate through amazing food cash bar you know it was just it was intimate and that's was very intimate we've been to so many conferences over the years now and my favorite ones were always the ones that were smaller you can right, talk like, to more people. Like we Little Traverse that. Bay yeah. is small. Yeah. We've always kept ours kind of small. Yeah. And I think we've decided we're going to dedicate ourselves to being 
a smaller An thing. We don't. Con, yeah. We don't want to be in a casino. No, we don't there's other want... people doing it already, and they're right. killing it. They're doing a they're great doing a job. Great job. We love to, to go. manage something like mm-hmm. that. It's a bear. Right. I understand that, but right. we both have yeah. full time jobs. Yeah. Like there's no yeah. there's no way. I've always told the joke over the years because back you know in the old days of ghostly talk there was always like. People are always like, maybe you should do a ghostly talk conference. Uh. That would be really crazy, <laughs> which it would be epic. I would make sure it would be epic. But at the same time, I knew better. Well, other <laughs> you people are crazy, okay? <laughs> you guys are nuts. Because my thing was, I, I told people this because I had a couple people I talked to like, well, you know, that were interested in maybe doing something. I'm like, okay, great. Well, you're interested. I need three things. And they're like, well, what's that? Oh, first off, I need $20,000 cash Yep. for my working capital. Number two... I need three people who will do what I say, when I say it, how I say it, with no questions. Yep. And number three, and this is the most important one, a chance, if everything goes to complete hell, I can get out clean (laughs) without losing any money. Yeah. Right? No one's going to... No one's going to give you that. Well, that kept me from... Committing to it. Yeah. 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 Committing to anything. So so it's funny that you say that because other people's ideas are what got us into hosting a paranormal conference yeah. ourselves. So we we were doing probably season two of Ghost Hunts at the Toledo Yacht Club. Yeah. And we brought in other ghost hunting teams to investigate, to validate our evidence. It was only open to paranormal teams. The first season. Not, not the public. Because we had gotten such good evidence we wanted other ghost hunters to come in and see what they got to compare to what we got, right? Yep. So a couple of them, shout out to Cass and Keith, were investigating with us. And they were like, you know, this building would be great for a conference. Hmm. And we're like, yeah, it would be, <laughs> except it doesn't have an elevator. So It's intimate, though. We, took, we took the idea to the group and... I'm going to be completely honest with you. We were so negative. We said. We tried to not sell it. People think we yeah. should do this. Like, it, this is what it would take, right? Yeah. And And what do you guys think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <sighs> okay. So year one, <laughs> year one, we start planning. We go big guns for the talent. Yep. And looking back now, we we brought in too many speakers. Um, we flew them in the week of spring break flying, oh, so oh, our no. travel budget was yep, blown. Yep. Um, and, but we sold, like, I don't know, I think we had 125, 150 tickets sold, and then we had sponsors and vendors and yeah. all of that. Um, and at the end of it, we had a ghost hunt with the celebrities, and some who shall remain nameless fell asleep in the attic during oh. the ghost hunt. So we get, we see. I'd have told that story. <laughs> so we get all of this feedback, right? The best compliment we've ever gotten. This is year one. We've never done a paranormal conference I ourselves. I swear to God. Both John Tenney and Chip Coffee said that if they didn't know it was our first year, they would have never believed it. Oh, that's nice. So I just, like, that's my favorite compliment I've ever gotten. And that's that's the reason I won't do it. (laughs) Especially now. Oh, there's no way. Like, 15 years ago, I entertained it. 
Uh, now, you're, you're out of your mind. Well, when I, COVID I hit, it was scary. Oh, yeah. Well, it was. You know? It shut everything down. Obviously. Right. And and I work for an outdoor event production company, which is where I got a lot of my event production experience from. Yeah. Um, but so after year one, people were like, it was the talent was like, it was a long day ghost hunting. Right. We don't, you're there from 9 a.m. until 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, that's not fair. Okay. So. We nixed the ghost hunt. People yeah. didn't even really want a ghost hunt with the people. They wanted to they sit wanted and to hang talk. out and talk Dude, to the okay. ce- celebrities, you know? The great unsung secret to all you newbies out there. <laughs> Paranormal conferences. And, yeah, there's uh, they all offer a lot of really interesting stuff. I mean, everybody, uh, everyone I've been to, they offer like, hey, we have access to this property here. After a day of listening to people speak, we'll take you out and show you this thing, whatever you want. Fantastic. If that's what you want to do, that's great. The great unsung secret of most paranormal conferences is that we are there to get together and chat and talk about stuff. Right, right. right. Of course, there's always the social lubricants involved too, but mainly <laughs> it's it's it is to get together and chat. It's a networking event. That's how we met. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Was just a chat. And I'm, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And next thing I know, we're at a table drinking Coronas, talking about stuff. So are right? you guys right. doing Midwest Parafest this for 2023? Yeah, we have we um, April 1st, Midwest Parafest. Are tickets still available? Yes. They are. People listening, yes. they can go, okay, we can link that up, and they can hop over and grab a ticket. Who's speaking this year? Well, I wanted to I want to just kind of segue into how it changed. Okay. How yeah, the great event great changed. job, Amber. That's okay. Great, no, I'm, she's excited <laughs> she's to get jumping us out ahead. there. She, no, she's she like, wants to stay quit. on track. You want to hurry or something? <laughs> it's over. We're done. Well, we have been talking a really long time. <laughs> are you tired? <laughs> no, but we try to keep right. our in a pocket. In a pocket. Because we know listeners are going to be like, so some people, like, my goal tonight yeah. was to kind of shed some behind-the-scenes light on yeah. event production. So we we got all of our feedback from year one, nixed the ghost hunt because people, didn't, they just wanted to talk. So we decided to do a VIP dinner. And then we added a gallery reading as a buffer in between because Chip's gallery reading was gangbusters. Um, so speakers all day, gallery reading, and then VIP dinner is the run of the show. And it stayed that way. So Midwest Parafest 2, 3, and 4 have all followed that format. Yeah. Um, Midwest Parafest 4 is coming up on April 1st. And we've been contacted by multiple talents saying, like, hey, do you need a speaker? Do you need a speaker for this year's event? Yeah. And Many of them, we, we would love to have you as a speaker, but you don't put these events together in six weeks. Right. No. Like, we, we plan this stuff like a year out. Yeah, we, that's how they all work. We start right. talking about our lineup and start talking to our speakers well in advance um, so that by the time we announce it a year out, we have all of it's that all locked down. Yeah. Um, so we are, we, we are having um, five speakers. Well, six technically, because John and Jessica are speaking together. So John Tenney and Jessica Napick are speaking. Exie Smith. Oh, we love her. Love That's our psychic. buddy. Yep, she's amazing. She's going to speak, and she's doing a separately ticketed gallery reading. Mark DeWorth, Bigfoot conference producer, cool. Bigfoot researchers, coming up to speak. Yeah. Andrea Perrin. Oh, yep, yep. Love her. Love that woman gives the best hugs ever. She does. She does. She'll even. Has she ever kissed you on the mouth? No. Has she what? kissed what? you what? on the mouth? She. Um, I'm not telling. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, I probably because I tend to look away, but like my friend Marnie, she goes straight to the lips on oh, Marnie. I love it. I had yep. a great experience with her at Paracon where she kind of blew my mind with her intuitiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff Blanger okay. is coming to regale old, old us with ours. his knowledge. Yep. So, um, so that's our speaker lineup. Doors will open at 9, speakers will start at 10, run until 6, the gallery reading is... No, it goes till 7. Oh, it goes till 7. The gallery reading the is gallery from reading. 7 yeah. to 8. No. The gallery reading is from 6 to 7 because we sure? have an hour to flip the room. <laughs> yes. This is what behind the scenes of event production is. So this the is gallery the reading scenes, runs yeah. from 6 to 7, and then at 8 o'clock is the VIP dinner. Okay. And... Our VIP dinner is set up at such, if you buy a ticket, you're guaranteed to sit at a table with, with a speaker. one of the speakers. Fun. One of the speakers. Fun. So, so it's not like they're they're sitting on a stage at a, like a wedding table. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Right. Looking yeah. over the crowd. Right. No, you're going to sit at a table with one of the speakers so you can have that one-on-one conversation. Yep. Plus, there's going to be drinks and some fun stuff happening afterwards where you can actually – talk to any one of the speakers right? right we do we do like a fun trivia um i don't know if you guys know marv anderson Mm-mm. No. oh my goodness oh, he's he does karaoke marv? up at paracon he's okay. a blast well he's, I, we, on that point maybe i have met him a couple times. <laughs> you've just, seen him i yeah, i sure promise I you've seen yeah. him yeah, yeah. he's just but. he's a great comedian he makes me laugh and he does our trivia for our dinner every year so it's pretty yeah. awesome and um so there, there are only going to be seven tables in the room. So six oh, of them are going to be. Nice. Yes. That's cool. So six tables of eight people, one of which is going to be a celebrity. And then we sit at another table, you know, yeah. with our friends who want to sit with us. Yeah. Like but, we're the celebrities. <laughs> no. <laughs> so far from the celebrities. But we want it to be a very intimate event. Now, the Oliver House... <clears throat> which also houses the Mommy Bay Brewing Company, is the the venue that we're having year four at. We also did year three there. Um, And they are a phenomenal event venue. They have great food, great staff, great space. But the problem is we can only do 90 seats if we're lucky. Okay. And we can only do 11 vendor tables. Oh, it's small. And so it's really small. Um, So very intimate. It sounds like, though, if things go the way that we're talking, it's probably going to get even more intimate in 2024. (laughs) But, you know, it usually goes the other way around. It usually goes bigger. bigger, But here's here's the thing. We don't want it to be. We sold 200 tickets to the Whitney at $150 right, a pop, right. the conference tickets to Midwest Parafest, where you're getting five speakers right. and 11 vendors, and you get to hang out in this building, and you can eat lunch there and get a beer and all of that, the tickets for just the conference are only $50. Wow, yeah. The yeah. gallery reading is a separate ticket for $50, and the VIP dinner is 75 mm-hmm. So for $175, you can have an entire day from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., where our event at the Whitney was yeah. from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Right, right. You know, but Very but there's value in that. Yep. That event was amazing yeah. because it was the Whitney. It was the Whitney. And the Oliver House won't be closed to the public when we do our cons. No, so it'll and, be busy. And, and we keep our vendor room open for the public so that our vendors can make more money. Right. But you have to be ticketed. You have to have a wristband to go see the speakers. To do meet sure. and greet tables sure. with the speakers. You know? sure. 
So, okay. Well, if you want to get tickets, we're going to link all this up on our page, on our show notes. Yep. So yeah. go get tickets. If you can't get them, if they're sold out already. Steal them. Everyone just run, <laughs> rushes uh, to grab them all. You know, look at next year's because I know Chad and Heather are not going anywhere. They're going to continue well, to produce you know, a lot of these things, amazing events. Yeah. Especially if you do live in like the Indiana, Ohio, and a lot maybe of even you parts plan of Pennsylvania. Yeah. You can easily get to the Detroit area. It's not a far drive. And Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. I mean, it's only a four-hour drive yeah. from Chicago. Much like yeah. you guys, a lot of people, and I know this is for my traveling stuff even these days for all kinds of stuff, I plan stuff a year ahead myself. Yeah, right. And those are those are things I'm just going to attend. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So you my, know, yeah. It's it's a constant cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so our year. our hope yeah. is to be able to announce year five. Yeah. At year four, that's always the goal. Yeah. Um. You know, just on a side note, when it comes to these events, I think there may be some kind of a miss, a myth. Maybe it is that that. Oh, these producers are out here selling these tickets and they're making all kinds of sure, money. Sure, sure. No, it's and a I labor just, of love. I just want to clear up that the sole purpose for us putting on Midwest Parafest is yeah. to bring the community together and to give our speakers who make a living yep. researching, yeah. talking, traveling. They, they do all the hard work and the groundwork and they get to talk about it. Yep. This is how they make a living. This is their reward for all of their years of work yeah. and the vendors who make things by hand you know they do their readings their that's their talent and yep. this is somehow some of them make their living so we just yeah. bring this all together and allow people to connect and grow in the community we like having our names attached to it it's really cool to say that we've produced five six paranormal conferences because mm-hmm. we did one in Pontiac and and then well, you the deserve one we to have your name attached to it well and it's our goal, easy. our goal ultimately, is to break even. We want to bring the education. Yeah. We want to bring the entertainment. And if we break even, yeah. we're good. Yep. We're not trying to make money off this. Right. No. And and the other thing we like to do is support other producers. We're friends with almost every producer in Michigan of a paranormal conference. Yep. Right. We we promote each other's events because maybe April first you have a wedding to go to, so you can't come to my event. Well, I'm not gonna I want you to be able to go to any event. So right. here's yeah. advertising yep. for Potographs, which is yep. happening yep. in March. Right. And Traverse little, City. Little Traverse or, Bay that's yeah. happening in, in April two Dundee weeks after ours. Or Michigan Three weeks Paracon after ours. or yeah. Mid Michigan. You guys are you guys Paracon. are inspiring me to a certain degree because all I've been going to is Metal Fest for the last like, five years. Well, if that's you don't come to, to Toledo on well, April first, we're gonna have a fight. I have the other hand go to all I, the cons. Yeah, yeah. She well, yeah, we kinda we kinda doing separate things these days, but I have been thinking about that. It's nice to have this conversation. Because it's like, man, I, I in the early days when we you know, this was in the aughts. Is that what you call them? The aughts. <laughs> in the aughts. <laughs> Well, we really had the off. Um, you know, we lived at conferences right. with this show. We were at conferences. Almost I mean, every other weekend. Every other out weekend. Of state. We, I mean, we were traveling just thousands of oh, miles. We have a hard enough time keeping up with just the Michigan shows, yeah. you know. It was great. Nothing was in Michigan when we were first, like, when Ghostly Talk was, like, really at full steam. Nothing was no, going No, we were always Michigan. traveling. But, and, and some of my, you know, some of the, you know, great, uh, amazing memories I've had, the stuff I still think about today, we're at those conferences, you know. Like, and it wasn't all the, you know, it wasn't always part of It was meeting really interesting people. Yeah, wild stuff. I mean, crazy stuff that happened. Like, Arkansas. Again, not just interesting stuff that happened that stuck with me. Um, right. And I haven't done that. I mean, we, you know, you mentioned these conferences, and like, you know, Troy Taylor, for example, American Hauntings, um, 
on America Conference, he has the same model you guys have. He's like, I every year I sell the same amount of tickets. Yep. We cap it off at this number, and that's all I want. Yep. I, I don't want to grow this thing. I don't want to deal with that. He's like, I have he's other little, stuff I'm doing. He is a little bigger this year, though, because they moved to the university. He was talking about, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. But it's not, it's still It's in still the not same, astronomical. Yeah. I like but... that idea. I just like that that trip. It, you know, you guys are on, obviously, with this. Is, Thank you. Know, you. Every year, because I think some people, much like, you know, getting into this study, we were talking about this on and off the air, I think. And some people, they would get this frustration, especially trying to study this stuff. I knew people when I first started doing this stuff back in 1847. <laughs> it feels like now. <laughs> no, it just feels like that. But I, I remember meeting some people, you know, in this. In, at, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We still don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> uh, but I actually knew people that would come back from some type of, you know, we were out in the field doing something one night. And they come back all pissed off. Because they got nothing. And I'm like, well, this isn't a fishing expedition for one thing. Right. Right. We're not trying to catch anything here. We're just trying to experience something and maybe get some evidence. Right. Right. Uh, and I think some people, they have this model in their mind where, yeah, well, I, and, and this was pre like reality TV stuff too. I mean, this really was that, but there was still that mentality. Well, I need to turn this into something. It just, this, I had, I actually had people in the, in the past that said to me like, well, we need to start making money with this thing somehow. I'm like, what? People have asked us, like, Dude, do you I, get, I, do you make money for that? Like, no. I, I read, a, I read a go, I read a book about ghosts when I was like ten years old, and now I'm here. I mean, I don't know <laughs> why. And I've, I've dealt with people. They, they think they have some type of model in there. They have to grow something with this, right? They, they have to turn this into a living. They have to take the hobby, the ultimate dream we all have in this country. We take our hobby and make it and into a job. And we make a living on it. Yep. It, it it's. <laughs> The grass is never greener on the other side of the septic tank. <laughs> because then your <laughs> hobby, then your hobby a becomes a job. It's a job. It so, happened with this show. Right. Yeah. It happened with this show years ago. People were like, well, what'd you guys quit? Because it turned into a job. It got horrible. It you was, didn't it enjoy fun. it anymore. Um, so, you know, I like that idea of, of in, in, again, that ties in with the conference thing. That was my whole point. Right. Was, you know, some people, I think they set these things up and they say, well, this is our first year. And then if we do good this year, we'll make we'll more and more and build and build and build. <laughs> and that's fantastic. I Every mean, year at yeah. the end of the conference, we're like, yeah. we're not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the last one. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And then. Somebody will give me a hug and be like, I cannot wait till next year. Right, right. So, you know, yeah, we're yeah, so good excited feeling. to come yeah. back. That's a good and like feeling. Yeah, yeah you know, when ugh. when people tell you how much of a good time they had and thank you for putting on such a great event, how do you not want to do another if one? You're a good you don't want to let people down. Exactly. You're doing it for the right reasons. You're not out there trying to just make some kind of entertainment factory out of what you do. And I have to turn a buck and make a living off this. And I have to be the next Zach Baggins. And then I have to open uh. up the next paranormal museum <laughs> in like Detroit. Like, it's it just like the fact that there's still people that care and just want to see the community grow and benefit. And like Heather was saying, bringing in these speakers that their living is literally trying to go out and lecture and promote and, and have a table and sell like their book at whatever, they have to you eat know, too. they have yeah. to eat. This is what they do. Um, that there's people out there that can continue to support them with compassion and not want to see just a quick buck and return off of it. Um, it's people like you that make the paranormal yeah. enjoyable and make paranormal conferences continue to be enjoyable. Family like events, because we all know if anyone out there has gone to paranormal 
conferences for family years. during the day. It is a family reunion. Mm-hmm. You get family to see yeah. all yes. of your friends. Yeah. Every I mean, you walk in, and the moment you see like someone, you're like, like you said, Andrea gives the best hugs. You see Andrea Parent, and I'm like, Andrea, and like everybody, <laughs> you just you're all hugging, you're all yeah. hooking up. You're like not hooking up. Yeah, they are family reunions. Made that sound weird. What? I said you're all hooking She's up. Not, hooking not up. all hooking up in that way, but like you're all like what conference meeting you up. Go to, Amber? Meeting up. You get to meet I'm up. I'm going to the wrong conference. <laughs> I was just going to say <laughs> Amber will here. not no, be attending no, no, no. any conferences no, 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 alone no, no, no. ever again. But it's a big pair of family reunion. Yeah, it's you've a been wonderful doing these last event. Years. So yeah. we thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you for having talking about what you do. I loved how we opened up with like relationships and well, we the end, origin stories we, we ended though stories. in a relationship because we talked to like this is this is a thing i think people that love this stuff know that like we are big one one community big, one big happy yeah. community we know there's drama and weirdos and the you know, there's outliers outliers that's why in i there. stay in this basement but um <laughs> right but if you love it for the right reasons and the other people your friends would love it for the right reasons it's yeah. it's all a good thing and so we love to spread this love and just happiness all around yeah. and Looking go, forward to go to, to it, conferences guys. this year, twenty twenty three. If you have no. not been, a, especially if you're Michigan based, yeah. we have a ton of conferences you can go to now. Do we have other events linked on Midwest Parafest page? I try to put everything that's somewhat close. Okay, on our page. On our yeah. page. Okay, and we're so, going to link all that stuff up. With yeah, this, you can with find us on show. Facebook. Midwest Parafest okay. is on yeah. Facebook. Die Paranormal is on okay. Instagram, and then we have our website for ticket sales, where our speakers and the bios and the vendors and the sponsors. We can't forget to thank the sponsors. Right. Um, Chad's boss, Eagle Security Services. No. Yep. Yeah, Eagle Security Services in Detroit um, has supported us every year that nice. we've done this. Nice. And then we. And have, the funny thing is. <laughs> My boss, he will make fun of me because I'm a ghost hunter. He doesn't believe in ghosts. He says it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. (laughs) But 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 he writes us a check every year. He cuts me a check every year. He won't come because we're all a bunch of fucking weirdos. (laughs) But he also won't stay in a haunted hotel. Oh, then he's, he's. Open-minded skeptic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, other paranormal teams, HOPS um, from Ohio, uh, the Simpson Hospital is a sponsor. Yep. Uh, Adam. Adam Wislick. Am I saying his name right? The Black Swamp Medium. Yep. Um, and then we have a handful of vendors, too. I don't want to rattle them all off, but the, the website, MidwestParafest.com, has everything listed there. Outstanding. Nice. Thank you guys nice. again thank you. for Super taking the time fun. to be here. I, I, again, the drive, I know I, I can't thank you guys enough. It's yeah, because really it's cool. crappy weather, and we had enough fun ramble we're probably, fest. We're probably going to hang out some more anyway. No, this is yes, great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Ghostly Talk. <laughs> 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 <laughs>